The United States Public Health Service Commission Corps is an essential component of the largest public health program in the world. The Commission Corps officers are one of the seven uniformed services. Most people are aware of the five armed services of Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. But few are aware of the two unarmed uniformed services, the United States Public Health Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Physician assistants in the United States Public Health Service serve many roles in the overall health of the nation, and they are led by a physician assistant. Chief Health Services Officer in the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps and the Assistant Surgeon General of the United States and the first physician assistant to hold the flag officer rank in any uniformed service, Rear Admiral Michael Milner. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Physician Assistant Rear Admiral Michael Milner. We are discussing the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps, who they are, what they do, and the roles physician assistants play. Hi, Rear Admiral. Welcome to ReachMD. Well, hi, Lisa. It's great to be with you and your audience today. For more than 200 years, the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps has been working to protect and promote the health and safety of our nation. But despite all they do, it is a relatively unknown uniformed service. Rear Admiral, what is the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps, and what do they do? Well, Lisa, that's a great question. I appreciate this uh, opportunity to, to share the origins of the Public Health Service Commission Corps with your audience. The PHS can be traced back to our second president, John Adams, in 1798. There was a provision of a health law passed in that year that provided for the care of sick and injured merchant marines. And since 1798, Merchant Marine and Sailors Act uh, actually evolved and is now the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps. Today, Commission Corps officers serve its exclusive public health professional corps. Unlike our armed forces that have all different disciplines, we're exclusively public health professionals in the Commission Corps. And we respond across the variety of natural disasters and planning as, at the present time, a lot of planning around H1N1. Uh, we provide care to those uh, underserved populations in our country and around the world, and we conduct cutting-edge uh, medical research. And, and really, we serve on every public health front, delivering clinical and humanitarian care to protect our national public health security. It may seem to be a relatively unknown service, but the fact that we're there, we keep people safe in their food and their water and all of their cosmetics and all other exposures that are out there, environmental risks and so on. We're involved in that type of global public health work. Well, let's talk about the different agencies. The public health service officers serve in a number of agencies. Can you discuss some of them and share with us the impact that physician assistants and other health professionals have had in these agencies? Sure. The largest single agency that Commission Corps officers are assigned is with, with the largest clinical mission is our Indian Health Service. And right now, over 2,000 public health officers serve in clinical sites uh, around the United States in our tribal communities, providing care, being involved in administration and computers and environmental health and sanitary uh, engineering, all the things that you would expect public health folks to be doing in uh, communities. So the, the largest is, again, the Indian Health Service. We have a, a number of officers that are assigned with the Federal Bureau of Prisons, they're a, a population of folks that uh, require health services, and so we have a large number of PAs particularly involved in care of our federal uh, inmates in, within the Bureau of Prisons. Immigration and Naturalization Service also has a lot of PAs and other commission officers 
again, providing clinical services as well as administration and management of their uh, health programs. And then pretty much all of the alphabet soup of federal agencies around the United States. We have officers in, employed with the Park Service, with Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration, Health Resources and Services Administration, Center for Disease Control, Food and Drug Administration, World Health, and Office of Global Health Affairs. So officers are throughout the United States and in, in all of our large clinical programs and federal health programs, and then they're assigned to support our activities around the world in cooperation with World Health Organization, the Department of Defense, and also Office of Global Health Affairs. Well, let's talk about the Commission Corps emergency response teams. I know the Commission Corps are trained and equipped to respond to public health crises and national emergencies. Tell us about that role. Well, as you can imagine, we have contingencies and plans for the uh, types of things that we see in our country, earthquakes and floods and mudslides and power outages and hurricanes. So the Commission Corps has teams that are set up in prearranged configuration. They're on varying degrees of deployment readiness. Some teams are ready to go out within four hours. Others can be stood up and deployed within a few hours to a couple of days. Depending on the nature of of the crisis, our teams are set up to go out and, and respond. We have teams, for example, that have responded to some of the uh, unfortunate situations with shootings in malls or in in college campuses. We've had some mental health teams that have gone out to respond to those uh, situations to provide immediate crisis counseling. Uh, We have a lot of teams that are standing by right now today in preparation for a hurricane that's uh, aiming toward Hawaii. Uh, We've had a number of teams that have trained to do other kinds of special intervention to support some of our other national federal teams, FEMA and some of the other teams that need uh, specific public health leadership and expertise to augment their activities. You have a history in responding to emergencies. Would you mind telling us some of the emergencies that you've been involved with? It wasn't necessarily an emergency, but it certainly could have been. I, I had the pleasure and opportunity to work with officers and all of our partners here in, in Boston in preparation for the Democratic Convention that we had here in, in 2004. You recall the bombings in Madrid in March of 2004, and the fact that we had half of our elected leaders here in in the city of Boston for that convention, we were, as a nation, concerned about their health and safety. And so I was able to be part of a team of officers and and civilians who worked together across uh, 60 or more agencies to ensure good communication and and, uh, interagency cooperation and be able to respond for just about anything that could have happened that we could have foreseen to happen during that time. Fortunately, nothing untoward happened, and so we had a a good outcome. I was also a part of several teams that were involved in care of citizens in Florida during the hurricanes in 2004, uh, providing special needs sheltering and helping those get back on their feet who were devastated by those storms. And then I think probably my most memorable response operation was reporting to Louisiana on the third day after Hurricane Katrina, and I was down there for quite a while working with all of our partners across the federal and state and local sector to help folks get back on their feet after the Gulf Coast hurricane of 05. So those are some of the things that I've personally been involved with, but certainly my work was small compared to the work of many hundreds of other thousands of other people who participated in those events as well. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell. 
and I'm speaking with Physician Assistant Rear Admiral Michael Milner, Chief Health Services Officer in the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps and Assistant Surgeon General of the United States. We are discussing the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps, who they are, what they do, and the role physician assistants play. Rear Admiral, let's go back to the beginning of your career. You started your career the way many physician assistants start their careers, as a medical corpsman. Tell us how that led to your career path as a PA. Well, at least I, I as you mentioned, started as a corpsman in the Air Force, and I, I got a chance to work with a number of really uh, top-notch uh, physician assistants in the Air Force. I was inspired by their work. I was impressed with their work at the patient level and their engagement with the physicians and the rest of the healthcare team. And so as a young Air Force corpsman, I decided I wanted to keep learning and wanted to learn medicine and continued to study and was uh, fortunate to be uh, accepted into the Air Force PA program in 1982 and went on to become an Air Force PA. And it was a great opportunity for me to continue to help folks and to have a, a more profound impact on patients' lives. Well, tell us about your role as a physician assistant and your current position. Sure. I became an Air Force PA and served in the Air Force for a number of years in family medicine, emergency medicine. 1989, I decided that I wanted to continue to do broader public health things, and so I transferred, did an inter-service transfer to the U.S. Public Health Service and was a grunt clinical PA for a couple of years working at Phoenix Indian Medical Center in the emergency department. I had a chance while I was there to accept a research position where I was involved with the folks from the Gila River tribal community which is a tribal community, as many of you know, uh, has the highest prevalence of type 2 diabetes in the world. I was able to serve as a, a clinical coordinator on a research unit there for 10 years and over time became a, a PA leader within the Indian Health Service. Had a chance to come to New England in 2001 and was working here with the National Health Service Corps, which you may or may not know it's a program that helps put primary care providers out into underserved communities. So I, I got a chance to know New England and the Northeast began working at the regional level and then became the regional health administrator here in 2003, which has really allowed me to work at a, not only the regional level but the national level around issues of eliminating health disparities and workforce development, improving patients' awareness of things that they can do to prevent disease and improve their health outcomes during their clinical encounters. And what's your current position? Uh, my current position is, is that of a regional health administrator. There are nine other colleagues around the country, and the U.S. is broken up into 10 federal regions. And so I have the distinct privilege of working here in New England in Region 1. And my role really is to oversee several programs, the Office on Women's Health, Office of Minority Health, our HIV-AIDS regional program outreach work, work that's related to Title X and family planning services, and then the Medical Reserve Corps, which is our volunteer program that's managed out of the Office of the Surgeon General. And then finally, probably my most time-consuming role in, in this particular period of time right now is, is around emergency preparedness and planning, working with all of our state, local, tribal communities to prepare for the H1N1 flu outbreak that we anticipate will have some significant impacts on our country later this year. So let's discuss the Medical Reserve Corps. They're volunteers who supplement emergency and public health resources working under the direction of the Surgeon General. What's the role of the PA in the Medical Reserve Corps? Well, that's a good question. And as you said, it's, it's really a volunteer program. There's currently 872 units across the country and a little over 180,000 volunteers. 
while the Surgeon General provides the oversight and some funding and, and guidance and training, the program's really managed at the local level. So local public health and emergency managers have access to a cadre of folks who volunteer to step up in a crisis in their own town, whether it be a flood or a, mud, a mudslide or a power outage. In the case of New England, we had some ice storms this past winter, and it caused some needs for, for folks to step up and help their neighbors. And so PAs on these teams actually can help uh, provide direct clinical care if that's needed. They can do planning for other contingencies. They can do, they do training with their local community around prevention and public health outreach efforts. And they also do needs assessments to help their local community determine the types of vulnerabilities that would be there, those folks who might need extra help in evacuating or might need a warming service during a winter if their power goes out and, and they don't have wherewithals to, uh, to keep themselves so warm. So uh, PAs can play a, a terrific, expansive role in that arena, the Medical Reserve Corps, as they can with other disaster response teams like, like DMAT teams. We have PAs that have been on DMAT teams for, for many, many years and have served in stellar capacities there in providing clinical care. Well, our listening audience is full of medical professionals, other than PAs, but many PAs, of course. Anyone who's listening who's interested in volunteering or the Commission Corps or the National Health Service Corps, where can they get information? What would be a good fit for them? How can they figure out where the best place for them to look would be? Well, I think if they're interested in full-time employment with the Commission Corps of the U.S. Public Health Service, I would direct them to the usphs.gov website. There's some really good information on the site with information about opportunities, career positions, and jobs around the country. If they're interested in staying local and volunteering in their own community, again, consider the Medical Reserve Corps, and that's a, a website that's available through the surgeongeneral.gov website, or you can put in uh, medicalreservecorps.gov and you can find information about the MRC program. In terms of other interests that they might have in service, that we not only commissioned officers, but we employ throughout the department civilian employees and tribal employees who work in our uh, community health centers and in our hospitals and clinics around the country. So you don't necessarily have to put on a uniform to, to be of service to your country and, and to your community. There's other ways. Well, on behalf of ReachMD, we thank you for your service and all of the great stuff you've done for our country. And we thank you for coming on our show. Well, it's a pleasure. I appreciate this opportunity, and thanks for asking. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.